listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for sharing with us, Flora. It's great to hear a little bit about what God is inviting you into in this upcoming season. We're excited to see how God uses you in that new role with InterVarsity, and it's just been an absolute joy to have you be a part of our church family for the past four years. You've made us better for it, and you will continue. So uh, thank you for sharing with us this morning. Well, in 2008, Adam had a conversation with Luann and I about the vision for the church he was planting or planning to start here in Vermont, and he told me to buy a book by Ern McManus titled An Unstoppable Force, Daring to Become the Church God Had in Mind. And Adam let me know that this book was informing uh, the type of church that he wanted to be a part of building here in Vermont. And I say a part of building because we know that it's Jesus who builds his church. We're just invited to build it with him. And that book is one of the reasons why I decided to move to Vermont after graduating from Bible College in 2010. And one of the things Erwin McManus wrote in the book continues to shape the way I think about church today. And he said this, The purpose of the church isn't to thrive or even to survive, but to serve. And sometimes servants die in the process. The purpose of the church isn't to thrive or even to survive, but to serve. And what was interesting to me about reading that for the first time is I was attending a church at the time. It was a very large church. Some might call it a mega church. And they were in a sermon series titled Thrive. And so there was a contrast of messaging from thrive, live your best life now, to the purpose of the church isn't to thrive or even survive, but to serve. And now, I don't want to just, I'm not trying to put that other church on blast. It's actually almost doing a, a personal pet peeve of mine, which is to paint with broad strokes entire churches or denominations or movements or groups as if one church community or one denomination or one organization has the perfect corner of truth, right? And I actually learned a lot in that church about God's love, about the Bible, about community, about the Holy Spirit, about God's presence. But I bring up those two things because they were a contrast I was captivated by that vision. I was captivated by the vision of the church, of a church whose goal was to serve and to have a missional focus in their community. And in fact, when our church started around 2009, 2010, and when I moved to Vermont in 2010, the church had five aspirational values that were somewhat inspired by Ern McManus's book, An Unstoppable Force. And the first of those values was mission 
is why the church exists. Mission is why the church exists. I'll give you the other four, just so if you're curious like me, you'll know them. But the other four were love is the context for all mission, structure must submit to spirit, relevance to culture is not optional, and creativity is the natural result of spirituality. And now these values, they were... They were aspirational and interconnected, and I'm bringing them up because I want to talk this morning as we continue our sermon series in rhythms, exploring rhythms that lead us closer to Jesus and form us in his likeness and move us away from anxiety and into God's peace. I want to talk about the rhythm of missional community, missional community, the purpose of the church isn't to thrive or even to survive, but to serve. Now, this is an important mantra to hold into when in many ways our world, our lives, our structures, our organizations, our churches have been forced into what some might call survival mode. If you've heard this term, let me know in the comment box. Or if you're familiar with how it feels to be thrown into survival mode, let me know in the comment boxes. Sometimes I know what that feels like based on the minute or the hour these days, right? And I would think it was, would be fitting as we start this conversation this morning, as we explore the rhythm of missional community, to look at an important and relevant text known as the Great Commission We find this text in Matthew chapter 28, and it's after Jesus's resurrection, and these are Jesus's parting words and instructions to his disciples. And I'm going to start reading in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 28. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some were doubtful. I love that. They worshipped him. But some were doubtful. I think that's a beautiful image of what a church can look like. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's pause there. For a second, that word disciples is the Greek word methetes. It's the Greek word that Jesus uses in this statement and this instructions to his disciples known as the Great Commission. And and that word methetes, it it means disciple, but it it could more accurately be translated as student. Or if we were to, to go even further, it would be more accurately translated as apprentices, those who are learning from their teacher, but who are also doing in their learning. And so he says, go and make Mathetes disciples, baptizing them. That word baptize baptize is the Greek word baptizo. So I think we can understand where we get the English word baptize from, and it means to immerse. And so, of course, with that carries the idea of water baptism and the, the symbolic action of being baptized in water, uh, laying down your old life and death 
and coming out of the water, being raised to new life through Jesus. But one thing that scholars have said about Jesus' great commission here that I just love is they say he's also inviting them to participate in inviting others into Trinitarian community, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, that we are to invite others into the same love that exists between Father, Son, and Spirit, an eternal, endless, infinite love. We get to participate in inviting others, baptizing, immersing others into Trinitarian community, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, this is the Great Commission, right? And, and I, I think of this commission in a couple ways. I think of it as a commission in the same way that someone has a vision for a work of art and they give a commission to someone, a creative, to see that work come to life. Now, in, in that understanding, let's pause for a moment, reflect on that for a moment. Jesus believes in the church... Jesus believes in you, in us, so much that he has commissioned the church to bring his vision to reality. Now that's worth pausing and thinking about and contemplating for a moment. Jesus believes in the church, in you, in us, so much that he has commissioned us to bring his vision to reality. I could just pause there and think about that all day. But one of the ways I also think about this instruction as a great commission is it's also a co-mission in that Jesus is the cornerstone of God's mission to restore, reconcile, renew, redeem a broken world. Jesus is the cornerstone of that work, and we're invited to mission with Jesus. So it's a co-mission in that sense. And, and I believe that we need this heart and this vision as a church now more than ever. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Here's, really, here's the real reason why I wanted to preach on the rhythm of missional community. It's this. I believe that you, that all of you, are such an incredible reflection of this heart and vision. All of you are preaching to me with your lives. And so I just wanted to take this opportunity to celebrate that and name that. Mission is why the church exists. It's always going to be an aspirational value. It's something we aspire for. It's something we want to embody and probably will never fully embody to the degree that we aspire to, and yet, you all are putting flesh onto the bones of that aspirational value. This is something I've been thinking about a lot recently, and something I've been thanking God a lot for over the past few months. In fact, earlier in the week, Adam and I were having a conversation. We were having an outdoor, socially distant conversation, and it was just great to see another human 
in person, and, and we were reflecting on all of the ways all of you have been serving the church, serving your community, serving your neighbors, serving your families, and we we're thinking about all of you who make up the church community that we all call Church at the Well, and just marveling at it and just thanking God for it. And I commented to Adam in that conversation, you know what, I have a different sermon planned, but I might just have to preach about this. And so here I am. I have to preach about this because you are preaching to me with your lives. Now, I wanted to rehearse and name some of the ways you're preaching to me. You ready for it? Okay. There were 17 of you that signed up to write letters and cards to Vermont inmates. 17 of you, numerous inmates you wrote to. Uh, There's a vast amount of you who are directly involved in student ministry. We got to hear from Flora and her connection with InterVarsity just this morning. And, And these are student ministries that aren't even directly affiliated with Church at the Well, but we love them and we want to support them and we do support them. And I think it's fantastic that we can do that as a church family and not feel threatened that Uh, We only want ministry to be flowing out of our church, you know, in an official capacity. And that these folks have found a home in Church at the Well, and we can continue to support them. And so there's people like Flora, who's been coming to our church for four years, and she's going to be beginning next semester, not as a student, but on staff with the InterVarsity, and, and Katie and Luke Tallman, who organize Young Life Vermont, and, and all of those who serve alongside Katie and Luke in Young Life, the McQuistons, Flora, Jenna Pastore, the Batres, uh, Jordan Bay, I know there's more of you I'm missing. Uh, we have uh, been blessed by the presence of Megan and John Minan, who lead RUF at the University of Vermont, and Adam Kelsch, with Kai Alpha and Lydia Mormon, who's been a part of our church for a while now and who's going to be joining the team at Chi Alpha as well, and, and Sarah Jane, who's on the team at RUF, and Luann and Jordan and everyone else involved with volunteering and ministering to the kids at the well. We have uh, retired pastors who we're blessed to have as a part of our church, people like Mark and Gail Pedersen, who used to be pastor, because there's no way that they're pastoring any... Oh, wait. No, they're pastors in every true sense of the word in our church community. And, and people like Chris and Tracy Centracchio, who we, uh, Adam and myself, met uh, about 10 years ago now when Chris was running InterVarsity Vermont at UVM, and they're now running their own business and... But they're, they're investing in pastoring and leading uh, our church staff, our elders, our, our board and vision team, our leaders here at Church in the Well, and pastoring them to learn more about spiritual practices and spiritual formation. And they've just been such a, a, a blessing to us in that way. And, and we have small group leaders like the Shives and Pedersons and uh, Sherry Chang and, and Maria Romehilt and Michael Chimaleski and Tricia Centrecchio and Hannah and could go on there. And Matt and Tasha Lehman who do premarital counseling in our church and 
Some other kinda important things like volunteering their time to take care of the budget and accounting and finances and Mitch and Brielle Revito and Ben and Abigail Johnson who lead Snowboarders for Christ in New England and Vermont and Jay and Katie Bowman who have been working to support a new place, the Burlington Shelter and Frontline Foods Vermont during the COVID shutdown and people like Angie Lavalla and Jessica Bickford who have been sewing masks for essential workers. I know there's others of you as well. Those of you who are showing up to protest and speak out against racial injustice. At, at the protest that I attended in early June, within 15 minutes, I ran into numerous of you from our church family at the protest. Uh, Ezra and Elliot and Christy and Byron and Angie and Katie and Flora. Um, all of you who pray for our church, the prayer team, you pray for us, pray for our community, pray for needs represented in our church and connected to our church community on a weekly basis. The worship team, I know that there's so many of you who haven't been able to participate because you haven't been able to be in the same room as a band because of COVID, uh, but also so many of you who have stepped up to lead and lead us in worship during this season. You've been such a blessing to us, Caitlin and Carmelo and Angie and Michael and Sam and Lydia and Ezra and Elliot and Anna and Jordan Otruba. How, did, how do we have more people leading worship now than we did before the COVID shutdown? I count that as grace and I thank God for that. All of you who have shared testimonies and welcome over the past few months with our church, those getting groceries for your neighbors like Kayla Miner, uh, the heirs helping out and watching Mia, people like Jordan Otruba, Carmelo, Caitlin, who have fresh visions to lead and build creative faith communities and are, do are, and are doing church in their home with neighbors and friends and coworkers, many of whom are being introduced to Jesus and the gospel and the Bible for the very first time. Okay, I need a breath for a moment, but I think you get the point. Y'all are preaching to me. And one of the things we also talked about in those early forming days as a church community was the idea of church planning uh, and its relation to momentum. How momentum is mass times velocity. Momentum equals mass times velocity. And while being and becoming a missional community, engaging this rhythm will always be in aspirational value. There's a momentum right now I'm seeing in engaging this rhythm. I mean like that list of names and mission uh, taking place, that's just scratching the surface. I, I know there's so much that I missed, so many of you I wasn't able to name. And so there's that mass there and, and velocity. The definition of velocity is speed in a specific direction and the specificity and the intentionality in which you all are engaging mission, loving your community, your neighbor, your families, etc. That's the velocity and it's inspiring and your lives are preaching on the rhythm of missional community. 
and you have the rest of us tapping our feet and bobbing our heads to the beautiful music you are making and creating with that rhythm, the rhythm of missional community. And so I want to wrap up this morning by talking about a couple of the ways we can engage this rhythm of missional community. The first is this. Name and celebrate it when you notice it. Name and celebrate it when you notice it. And so we did some of that this morning. Well, I did some of that this morning. When you see it, say something and celebrate it. Thank God for that example. Thank God that we get to witness that. And so if you've seen anything or anyone that jumps out to you as an example of this rhythm of missional community, engaging this rhythm of missional community, maybe you can start by naming it now uh, by leaving a comment. And so maybe there's some of you who there's something that just jumps out to you right now and you can leave a comment. In many ways, all of you are providing the how-to of this rhythm through the way you are living. So we look to your examples as a how to engage the rhythm of missional community. And so thank you for helping me write my sermon. Thank you for helping me not have to come up with a really neat and tidy conclusion or something handy for you to take away. Y'all were already providing that for me. And so name it and celebrate it when you notice it. Uh, I want, the second way uh, I want to talk about in the, one of the ways that we can engage this rhythm of missional community, I want to go back to the Great Commission briefly and talk about one of the Greek words that we see there in Jesus' Great Commission. And he says, go and make disciples. The word go in the Greek, it's actually in a Greek tense that could be more accurately translated, in your going, make disciples. In your going. And I think that one of the ways we think about mission and one of the ways we think about the Great Commission is that the mission is happening somewhere else in some other place. So we, we think of it in terms of traveling. Go and make disciples. But in your going communicates that we can actually share who Jesus is and invite others into Trinitarian community in our going, as in where you already are and where you are already going. That's your mission field. So maybe we don't always need to pray for God to show us where he is calling us as much as we need to be open open to the possibility that God is calling us here and now to love in the present. I just want to thank all of you again for being an example to me of what a missional community could look like. Let's continue to show one another what it looks like, what it means to be on co-mission with Jesus and bringing God's vision of renewing, restoring, reconciling a broken world to himself, to be on mission with God, to see that vision come to fruition through the power of the Spirit. Let's pray.
God, we thank you for your spirit, which equips us to engage and love our community. We ask that your spirit would open us up to see where in our going you are inviting us to make disciples, methetes, and to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, to invite people to be immersed in Trinitarian community and the same love that exists between you, Father, your Son, and your Spirit. So we thank you that for all of the incredible examples, for all of the things we've been able to name and celebrate, and we thank, we thank you for all the things we weren't able to name, all the names that we weren't able to name, uh, we know that you see all of the ways in which people are serving and are on mission and are being empowered and equipped by your spirit to make a difference in their community, in their work, in their families, with their neighbors, God, we know that you see it all and you name it all and you celebrate it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you join me as we worship with one last song before we close? Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community.